Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and today we are covering the roundup of the sport over the last couple of days. We didn't do a preview this week because, well to be quite honest, there was very little happening to preview. But we will be rounding up the few bits and pieces that happened over the weekend. Later in the show we'll be hearing about Sligo's last minute defeat in the All-Ireland Rugby League from Matthew Early. While Dominic Kelly will be telling us all about his under-15 side winning the championship 3-8 to 2-9, Glencar Manor won out over Gort Letra on Saturday afternoon. But yesterday, the only soccer match in town this weekend, in terms of adult football at least, Carrick Town had the trip to Colry Bowes, where they ran out 5-0 winners with a fantastic second-half performance, it being goalless at the break. And I'm joined today by a couple of members of that squad. I'm joined by the manager, Jason Kavanagh. Jason, welcome to the programme. Thanks very much. And also, we have a couple of your team here with you. We're going to be speaking to Patrick Whitten and Callum O'Hagan. Lads, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you. It's great to have you in the studio because we've spoke to you on the sideline at various times over the season so far. It's nice to be able to say that, that there is a sideline for Carrick Town because it's been a couple of years without a team. So we're going to have a little chat about how the season has gone so far. But let's start with today's game. What happened at halftime to, to get that response and score five unanswered goals? The same thing happened last week. We were just making it a lot harder than it needed to be. Um, last week was the same. We were playing against the Gucci inside and it was nil all at halftime. And then the second half, the lads went out and played quick football again and we won that game. So I just said to the lads, go out, play quick football, look for the pockets, play the ball as soon as you see a pass. And that's what he did. Once the first goal went in, I think it was a minute and a half later, the second goal went in and then the football just started flowing nicely. The lads were moving and bouncing off each other. So it's a great team performance. In terms of the last couple of games, that's three wins on the bounce, three clean sheets on the bounce. What's been the difference? All the players are starting to gel together. They all, they all know what the other player's going to do now. As I said, as you said already, this is the first time this Carrick team has been back in a couple of years. So <clears throat> it was always going to take a while before they'd all start gelling together and, and playing together. And that's what they're doing now and they're enjoying their football. Patrick, let's have a chat with you. How have you been finding... And this is your first year in the Sligo Leitrim League, never mind with Carrick Town. Yeah, I know it's been good now. Um, I was talking to you here before, and I was saying that once we start playing well together, not too many teams in the league will be able to live with us. And well, we're starting to see that now. Like we we've scored nine goals and haven't conceded a goal in the last three games. Like so, once the team keeps on playing like this, we used to be always very sloppy in the second half, and all our second half performance now in the last three games has been actually better than the first. So it just shows that the fitness is improving as well because we're always out running other teams. You're happy. Happy. <laughs> Callum, uh, talking about scoring nine goals in three games, you've contributed a fair few of those uh, this season. Joint top scorer in the team so far. How have you found your, your first year at adult football? Yeah, it's going well. Um, the team has gelled well the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, the players around me as well are helping me score goals. Kyle put a great ball in today to help me score. We've got Ryan there as well. So I'm enjoying it, yeah. In terms of, you're from Shambo originally, so yeah. have you always played soccer the whole way up or is this a, a new adventure? No, well, this is my first year playing with Carrick. I played football in England, um, but since I came over to Ireland I haven't played soccer at all over here now. So what got you back in the, the mould this year? Was it the reintroduction of a senior team? Obviously it helps to have a team to play with, but why did you decide to play? Yeah, well it definitely helps that the team came back together. Um, I just heard from a few lads around the town and stuff that there was a team coming together and that there was going to be a training and I just decided to go with a couple of friends and then it just worked out the way it did. Excellent, it's kind of gone from strength to strength. Yeah. How many goals this season so far? Uh, four so far. 
got to be happy with that. So not even Christmas yet. So yeah. hit double figures because people will look at say the Premiership where there's 38 games yeah. over a season and they'll talk about lads scoring 20 goals a season. You don't have that luxury. You no. maybe what 18 or 19, 20 18, league games. Yeah. So like scoring double figures in, in a season and that is the exact mm. same as hitting 20 in a, in a full Premiership season. Although the defenders are obviously better in the Sligo Leitrim yeah. League than in the Premiership. Jason, what's the plan going forward with the club? Um. I was joking about that. But <laughs> <laughs> just to jump in on... I was getting some strange looks. Just to jump in before Callum said he's four, he's actually got five goals. But the... the oh, le- was the manager the, to big him up? No, like the league made a mistake and put Adam Krupa down for a goal instead of Callum O'Hagan for some reason. And I think it was like the second or third game. He actually has five, not four. Going forward, like I said it to the lads at the start of the season, I wasn't expecting us to... I think we're joint second now with a game in hand. So I wasn't expecting us to be that high up. I wanted the team to to gel together this year and then we fight next year for what we, whatever we're going to fight for. But this season, they gel together so quickly and they're, they're, they're playing some really, really good football. So for the rest of the season, I, what we want, we want to get promotion now. The way we're playing, the way the lads are bouncing off each other, promotions there, we have it. We're in second now at the moment. We'll just go out and keep doing what we're doing every week in, week out, and I can guarantee we'll be in the top three by the end of the year. Let's have a quick chat about the league itself, because yeah. sometimes uh, most of our listeners are, because we're Leitrim and because GA is so dominant here, would be very familiar with the structures and the leagues and championships in, in Gaelic football and, and, to a lesser extent, hurling. In terms of soccer, talk us through the structure of how the league works here. You have two divisions. Super League is the division. Yep. Manor Rangers will be the Leitrim representatives in that, and then yourselves in in this first division effectively yeah. or the, the championship or it's called the, the Premier League Palette. the Premier League yeah. so how does that work in terms of relegation and promotion the top team gets automatic promotion the second team top team wins the league second team automatic promotion and then it's the tour team gets a playoff against the team that's relegated in the bottom that's getting relegated to see which one of them ones go up or the other team who's in the relegation zone stays up it's so the, Third from bottom from the other yeah. division plays third from top in the second. So top three plays gets you a playoff, top two gets you automatically promoted. Yeah. Do you think that it would be positive for the club, and I suppose there's two ways to answer this question, but do you think it's positive for the club to get promoted this year? Would they be capable of living with, say, the Cartons and the Carberries and the Manor Rangers of this world in, in the Premier, in the, the top league, in the Super League? Well, the way the lads are playing now, I'm pretty sure that they could... They'd give it a go and we wouldn't be bottom three. We're not a bottom three club, not in the top league. We'd be definitely higher than that. Um, as I said, second half, if you're going out in the second half and you're, you're knocking in five goals, if you play the first half the way you play that second half, not most teams are going to be able to touch us. We go out and our intensity of football is to press everything. We have legs for days in that team and players will run and run and run. So if they keep doing that week in, week out, it's just a matter of time before it actually does happen. And regardless of actually, if we do get promoted, I think it's a good step to show that there is good talent in Carrick and that there should have been a team put together years ago. In terms of the, the I suppose there is a bit of a competition for players between the Gaelic games and I suppose rugby to a more extent now as well that wouldn't have been there maybe a decade ago. Mm. How do Carrick Town go about keeping those players? Because some of the names we've mentioned, uh, Colin McNabola, of course, plays Gaelic football with FINA. Shane Walsh plays football with Alan Gales. 
how does that how do you keep those lads involved or or can you compete with the local GAA teams I think competing with the local GAA teams is very very difficult because I know some of the players that have got text messages saying they're not allowed to play a game on a Sunday they're not allowed to come to training but I do two training sessions one on a Tuesday and one on a Friday the one on the Friday is for the lads that are in college so that's 9 to 10 so that gives them an opportunity to get back and then the Tuesday is basically for the lads that are around and want to come out have a kick out do a small training session I know the GAA is on a break now and I know it's going to start back up and I'm probably going to lose players. But if the players keep playing and winning and are enjoying it, you never know. They could say, look, I'm done with the GAA. I want to stay playing football. I'm enjoying it more. How realistic is that, though? In, in an ideal world, in an yes, ideal absolutely. World, yeah. but, um, but this is a very rural area where, where two, GAA or, three, takes two over. or three players, even one player, could be the difference between a team being competitive in yeah. Gaelic games and not. And the pressure is from you the lads you grew up with. Yeah. So what? how can Carrick compete with that? How can Carrick compete with that? We can't really, and that's, if you want an honest answer, we can't compete with the GAA because it's, Carrick is a small enough area, but for a small enough area, there's four or five GAA teams. So I think GAA is born and bred down here. Like I'm originally from Dublin. Dublin is, there is GAA, but it's more soccer. Um. So... I think maybe a few of the players will actually, I'm hoping, will stay playing football. But once the GAA comes in, that's where the Carrick committee are going to have to sit down with the GAA and say, look, these lads want to play football and they want to play GAA, so we're going to have to come to some sort of a conclusion. And maybe they get the league involved as well and say to the league, can we not change the league dates to... They look at Mayo. Mayo's league does not run into the GAA. The way it they runs do. right through the summer, the Mayo League. Yeah. Surely, I'll, oh, I suppose the county teams are playing, so yeah. the club teams aren't necessarily playing. Um, you do cater for a much wider audience than just Carrick, though, as well, because Patrick, you're from Longford. Longford, yeah. yeah. Um, Callum, you're from Drumshambo. Yep. Uh, Jack, you're from yeah. Poland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a couple we have an audience here as well today, but there is a fairly wide range of, of places that people are from, and they're not just from the town of Carrick. You really do bring them all in from all over the place. Yeah, but that goes to show how committed they actually are because they're travelling to play the football, and it's the GAA clubs that are telling them they're not allowed to play football. Surely the players can make up their own mind. I I hear what you're saying, but it's. It's a very strange situation yeah. at, at times. Well, what's next for, for Carrick Town? What games have you got coming up? We have, is it Ballymote on Sunday? Yeah. Ballymote on Sunday. The last time we played them, we got a 7-0 trashing. And are they the top team in the league? No, no. they're toured, but I think they have three or four games in hand. They haven't lost yet. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've only drawn one game and they've won like five or four or something like that. One five out of six. But that game where they beat us 7-0, it wasn't a 7-0 game. The lads just didn't show up that day. And they all know, they all put their hands up and they all agreed with it. They just didn't show up. You could tell by the warm-up that game that they didn't want to be there. Um, but the runner form we're in now, as I said it to the lads, I said it to them after the game today, I was like, they're going to see that scoreline. They're going to see the scorelines from the last three weeks and see that we've won our last three games while keeping clean sheets. So it's kind of unheard of in junior football because mistakes happen and at this level, lads aren't quite there yet. So... They, they switch off or they just don't pay attention at a corner or a set piece and all of a sudden the ball's in the back of the net you slow in the game 4-5-1 but <coughs> the clean sheet aspect is probably the most impressive part sorry to burst your bubble column I know you're scoring goals for fun but 
the clean sheet and the fact that it's wins after wins after wins really does build that momentum. Where do you see this team going? Obviously, you talked about promotion, medium to long term. Can Carrick become one of the, the powerhouses in the Sligo Leitrim League, or is that maybe something that's a little bit too far to ask down the line? Uh, it's a hard one again because this is where the GAA is going to get involved because if you keep the players Carrick will become a powerhouse but if the GAA want the players the GAA get the players and that's the way it is down here unfortunately but if I can keep two or three players out of the seven or eight I have to play GAA we can build on that and there's lads like Callum Patrick and Jack over there they don't play GAA they play soccer and they play it very well so what I'm looking for in the next now, I'm not going to say I'm going to be the manager for the next three or four years, but I want the same lads week in, week out that are always going to be there and I know that are going to put a shift in. And I know the starting 11 that I put out each each week will put that shift in for me. And there's, I think, what, one, two, three players to play Ga in the starting 11? Four, if you count Aaron, the goalkeeper. So there is, there is a platform there to, to really build for the future. Yeah. Well, listen, lads, thanks very much for coming in. Congratulations on today's results. 5-0 is always a, a decent return. Just for the record, just that 5-0 scoreline, all scored in the second half. And the scorers were Callum, you popped up with a goal. Yep. Kyle McNabola, Connor McGoldrick, Shane Byrne and Ryan Duarte, who all got on the score sheet today in the third consecutive clean sheet and victory for Carrick Town. 5-0 today, a way to call Bowes. Lads, thanks very much for popping into me. Thanks very much for having us. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Now, over the weekend, we wrapped up our playing season in terms of football in the county with the under-15 championship final between Glencar Manor and Gorth Letra played on Saturday afternoon in Balnamore. And the scoreline finished a four-point victory for Glencar Manor. 3-8-2-7. I'm joined by their manager, Dominic Kelly, now. Dominic, welcome to the programme. Thanks very much, Rafi. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. 3-8-2-7, the final score. You must be delighted to finish the season with a championship victory. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Look, our goal at the beginning of the season was the championship, to be fair. We, we set out that was our target at the beginning of the year. The league was... was it was it was a bonus if we'd done anything in it, but it wasn't something we were planning on winning because it's such a long season, the under-15s. Our league would have started um, middle of March, and then obviously we only finished playing up yesterday. So it's such a long season, you kind of have to allow all these things into it. So, yeah, to get our goal again the season was lovely. It was great to win it. In terms of a season like that, before we get into the game yesterday, how do you manage to keep the lads interested for that long? Or is it just 15-year-old boys just want to play football? Uh, it is to a degree, but we look. We have some great people in the club. We have um, uh, Paul Corrigan. He he done hit class with them actually this year for the first part of the season. A lot of the league where it was just like literally in the gym. Just it's like kind of uh, hit classes, kind of high intensity training. So it's, it's a forty minute class. So we didn't really hit the pitch until it was probably April. Even though we were playing league games, we didn't go onto the pitch. We just done this with them. There was a lot of the lads be involved with soccer and other things, and they were doing enough. So we felt we just do something different with them. And that's how I think the interest kept in because we didn't go onto the field until so late. It's quite interesting to hear you talk about that kind of deprioritizing really the league to really win the main event of the year. Shane Ward spoke a lot about that with the senior side and it seemed to bear fruit there. Is that a tactic maybe that in the absence of shortening the season, is that something that clubs could look at if they really want to nail down that championship run? Uh, I think so. But to be fair, I'd say most clubs are doing it. Um, I, 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 I believe so. Listen, talking to other managers and that, 
that that's a lot of clubs that are at that. The league is nice and you can try things out, but everyone is really going for the championship, to be fair. So I think it is something that is happening. It's commonplace at the moment. Looking at the championship results at under 15 level, it's probably the most competitive um, age grade in the county in terms of teams that have a realistic chance of doing uh, getting to the championship final and even winning it. There was very little between most sides in the A championship this year. Yeah, the A championship was really, really competitive. A lot of teams actually came on, again, going back to it, from the league to the championship. Like the difference, if you look at the league results and championship results, like the difference in the results was was phenomenal. Like the the gaps closed so much. It was it was great to see. And to be fair, everyone's lifted their standards. You know, you had a couple of lads doing really well, a couple of teams doing really well in the league. And the champ, you knew yourself, you had to raise your game. So it made it really competitive this year during 15 championship. To be fair, let's talk to you a little bit about Saturday's game, played in a fairly cold conditions. I can imagine in Ballinamore. What was the game like? How did it go? Um, it was a good game. To be fair, it was it was it was all out football. Both sides set up to play football. Um, and it, it just was a, a really good game of football. I'd say neutral there would have enjoyed it. I watched back the video myself last night and there was some great passion to play from both teams. Garletta are a lovely footballing team too. They're, they're all about playing football. So it made it a very entertaining game. And in terms of scoring, were you ahead the whole way through the game or how did it work out? Um, yes. Uh, no, they, we, we went ahead for, in about the first 10 minutes. We went up. We were, I think we got ahead 3-1 and then three points to one then they went down and got two goals on the bound so they went up two one to three points and then we kind of started chasing the game after that and then the second half we kind of pulled away a wee bit I think we had a gap at one stage in the second half seven points and they closed it back to four points then in the end as the results says yeah so no it was it was a good entertaining game as I say it's always nice to see those games kind of go from one side to the other and back and, and forth a few times during the game so it's always a bit more entertaining what's it like still playing yes. football at this time of year though uh, it's it's hard. Look, the conditions are the great. Like Ballinamore's pitch, in fairness, it's a great pitch, but it was still heavy. There was no bounce in the ball. Like, and it just it isn't. It you know it, it was hard to play good football. So again, for the lads that played just to make it such a spectacle, it just shows the level of talent that is in Leitrim at the minute. When you see a game like that played in them conditions and they have such great display of football being played, so credit to both sides for that. What's the alternative, Dominic? Though, like because. You said the league starts in April, March, April, May. March, 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 yeah. The junior should yeah, probably, if, at this age grade, the junior should probably comes into the equation in some way, shape or form? It does, yes. No, no, no. My lads would have had, a good few of them would have done junior side this year. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So, so um, could it be played any earlier is what I'm asking? It's it's hard, to be fair. It's hard, it is hard. And it's like, I don't think there's any silver bullet for it. It's kind of, um, see, failure comes in in the middle of it then as well in the summertime so you have an awful lot of teams involved in Fela so and then there's you know there's a six week gap in the summertime where that's kind of been you know that's all you're thinking about so to be fair to the CCC or whoever the committee is it, it's hard to get it filled in any earlier there's no as I say there's no silver bullet because of exams and everything else going on and I'm sure resources in terms of referees and pitches also are a factor in that as well so it... I'd say it, yeah I'd say it, yeah to be fair look it's, as I say it's, it's definitely it's, 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 as I say there's no silver bullet it's just it is what it is and you just have to get on with it now I saw I saw some photographs of the celebrations last night in Manor Hamilton uh, it was great to see that Dean Clancy was there with his national boxing title your lads with their county title it must have been a great night for underage sport and even though Dean's is a senior title. He is still under 18. That must be remembered. 
it's it's a phenomenal time to be involved in sport in Manor Hamilton at the moment. It's absolutely fabulous. Yeah, Dean's a great lad. Uh, it's, I was chatting him last night for a while. He's good down to earth lad, and just the boys just all around chatting him too, and it was great. It was great to see them kind of interchanging with each other and having to crack and having a bit of banter. And it made it. And as Dean said himself, it made his homecoming even more special to have so many of us there as well for him. So no, it was a great. It was a great evening. You know, it really was. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, Dominic, thank you so much for giving me up on your Sunday afternoon to have a chat with me. Well done yesterday. Well done on a fantastic season. And I suppose it really just tops off the entire season, which has been amazing, really, for Glencar Manor on their 50th birthday. It has been absolutely fabulous, to be honest. If, if, you, want, if you sat down to begin the year and wanted to do things, this is exactly how we would want the year to go, like for our 50th anniversary and just everything just to go so well it's been it's been brilliant the opening of the new pitch the seniors the ladies getting to a final i think we were counting last night we had we were in eight county finals this year so you know it's all different levels so like it was a phenomenal season it was brilliant it was absolutely class it's a huge achievement listen congratulations again and congratulate all your team and your squad uh, and obviously your support you had a a team with you helping out uh, with the team this year Yes, I had uh, Stuart Goodbride and uh, Kevin McManus was with me as well. So it's nearly, it's a, the three of us are three managers. I, I, I kind of take the leading role, okay, but it's it's a great squad we have to get. And then, as I said earlier, got great help from Power Carrigan this year and James Clancy ha- lends a hand too. So, look, it's 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 a great, and I'm not just saying, obviously, it's your own club, you're going to blow it up, but it is a phenomenal club we have and we have great people working in it. So it makes it so much easier and it makes it enjoyable and that's what it's all about. Congratulations again and the best luck into the next season. Thank you. Now, while the boys' football season came to a close with the under-15 final on Saturday, it was also the last outing of the year for the ladies' footballers in the county and it was Kieldra Gales to emerge the happiest after they won the under-16-13 aside championship with a 6-8 to 3-5 victory over Drumcure. And I'm joined by Lizzie Ward, who's the manager of Kieldra Gales. Lizzie, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Lizzie, you must be delighted... Nice way to finish off what has been a very successful season for the whole Kildra Gales club. Absolutely, yes, we're delighted. I suppose we achieved what we sought out to do initially. We won the Junior League and Championship. And then, I suppose, our biggest next strength lay with our under-16s. And, yeah, now while we had very maybe stiff opposition in our own division, I suppose there was very stiff opposition in the other division as well but we managed to come out top in the day yeah maybe against all the odds but we did it anyway of course the exact same two teams as played in that junior championship final now that game Mm -hmm. although you won it comfortably in the end it was level at the end of normal time it was injury time when you tacked on a few scores a little bit more of a margin to play with on saturday yeah, absolutely. I suppose we had four or five of the girls there that would have been out maybe training and three or four of them making their place on that junior team, you know, even as under 16s. And we had them there yesterday. And I suppose at the end of the day, they, they made the difference, you know, their ability on the ball to, to carry it and the pace they had on the ball and their ability to support each other basically is what won it for us, I would say, yeah. Well, I suppose our greatest strength was down the middle, you know, from our full back line right up to our full forward. And we played to our strengths yesterday and the girls just had the best ability, you know, to carry it forward. And definitely, I would say maybe our our pace um, was one of the big standout features for us on the day, you know, with the ball. And then our finishing too, of course, was was good when it needed to be. Well, six goals will tell a tale in itself. 
Yeah, and I suppose I'm very conscious the Drum Curtain goalie is their junior goalie and a very good stop shutter. And indeed, she made some brilliant saves yesterday too. But we managed to slip by six, you know, by the end of the game past her anyway, which was, I suppose, um, the biggest... Um, From your point of view, is a nice way to make suppose, sure you win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in terms yeah, of... exactly. If you can score goals, you'll win it. For the benefit of listeners who might not be familiar with Kieldra Gales, can you explain a bit about what territory in the county it actually occupies? Well, basically, we're a combined club. It's Gortletra Parish and Clune Parish together. So our numbers would have been dwindling, you know, over the last couple of years. And maybe a lot of these girls have always played from under 12 up as, you know, with Kieldra Gales. Uh, before that, maybe some of them might have played with, you know, Clune as an individual club and Gortletra. But we could see what was happening. And I suppose we realised that if the girls were ever going to have the numbers to play together and play in a competition, which a lot of them wanted to do, that the most sensible thing to do was actually to combine. And we're just next door neighbours here, you know. So it's been going very well and we've been very successful so we haven't looked back really thank god i suppose winning under 16 championship is a really good backup to that junior championship victory earlier in the year what's the future yeah. looking like for kielder gills in terms of women's football you go up to intermediate next year will this group of under 16s coming up a year stronger a year older will that make a huge yeah. addition to the squad well, naturally, we'd be hoping that, yes, your underage will continue to feed it. But as with, I suppose, all ladies' teams, you know, already this year we lost one of our girls, Lisa, from the junior panel. She's gone to Australia and indeed the best of luck to her there. And next week we're indeed losing a manager from this present under-16 team as well with Michonne McGrath. She's heading New York way. So, again, they're two, you know, girls that would have been maybe the backbone of our junior team and we would be without them next year. So we'd be hoping that, yes, to keep the, you know, the, the underage alive and vibrant and competitive if we're going to go anywhere in this intermediate championship next year because we know exactly the opposition that's out there you know how tough is it for clubs in rural areas like that to keep a group of girls together when they hit that 18 19 20 age and above i suppose yeah, well, it is. It, it's very difficult, you know, in the present climate. And then even that you have them coming home from college at the weekends to you, there's a lot of them working and it's, it's very hard to please, you know, everyone, most or with, you know, in terms of training and get the time right and all the rest. It does. It proves very difficult. And I suppose you just have to try and work around it. And if it means getting out earlier in the morning when you have the majority of the team around, then that's what you do. But in fairness, there's a great interest among the girls. And if they can be out at all, they will be you know that present under 16 group now have been out since September two nights a week and you know conditions haven't been great like you know it's a long year for them a lot of them would have started training last January and we're here now into the, you know, the first of December so um, the commitment is great and I think you know that's once you have that commitment you will hopefully you know achieve and even keep it alive you know it's they all enjoy playing the game and i suppose that's what it's about more than anything else to get out there and enjoy it we're not going to win them all you know but that we enjoy playing it and in my book that's what's most important well listen lizzie congratulations on a, on a great victory on saturday afternoon thank you very much and uh, the thank very you. best luck into next season thank you we look forward to it In rugby this weekend, no games for Carrick Rugby or for Sligo in the junior rugby ranks, but there was an All-Ireland League game with Black Rock coming to town on Saturday to Hamilton Park for Sligo. Matthew Hurley was part of the team that unfortunately were beaten with a last gasp try by Black Rock. Matthew, 
must be tough to take. Yeah, very tough. Uh, felt like we might have been hard done by, but that's the way it is. In terms of the game, you led for most of it, and Blackrock just never really seemed to know when they were beaten. Yeah, look, uh, it always looked like we were going to win the game, I thought anyway, from playing, but they got to try in the in the last last minute and conversion to win the game. So, yeah, obviously we're second with the loss. You had scored a couple of minutes before the end of the game to put yourself six points up, and it just seemed forever. Like There must have been seven or eight minutes of injury time played in that game. It just seemed like it went on and on and on. They were camped on your try. A couple of sin bins, yourself one of the afflicted. How did that go down? Uh, not well with me anyway, but um, yeah, well, I got back on the pitch and I just wanted to do the best I could to make up for it, but wasn't wasn't enough in the end. In terms of the season going forward, I suppose Blackrock will be one of the aristocrats of the game in this country. Everyone knows Blackrock when they think of rugby, but to be able to meet meet them pound for pound, point for point, essentially, and, and be competitive with them both at the end of last season and this season, it must be promising for the whole club. Yeah, it's it's mad to think that they were a top flight team a few years ago, the likes of Brian O'Driscoll and them playing in uh, big games for them with huge crowds and now they're down in Division 2B, almost getting beat by us down in Sligo, so it just shows the level that we're at as well, that we can put it up to the likes of Black Rock up in Dublin. What's the plan for the rest of the season? Obviously the Connacht Senior Cup must be the highlight this side of Christmas. Yeah, we have three more games in a row now. Uh, leading up to the Christmas uh, two AL, AIL games and then the Connacht Cup on the 22nd of December so we've uh, three more chances to fix this side of Christmas Let's talk about that Connacht Cup because it is the final of the Connacht Cup Sligo have only ever won this once before you are the Connacht Senior League holders how nice would it be to get that double a, a, a result obviously as the first time league winners you've never had the opportunity to win a, a League and Cup double in Connacht before yeah, look, that's that's our aim. We're playing Corinthians down there, and uh, they beat us up in Sligo a few weeks ago, so we'll be looking to do the Connacht double this year. What do you have to do to turn around that result from a few weeks ago? Look, we didn't show up against Corinthians when they, when they played us in, uh, in Hampton Park, so I know if we just stick to our plan and we play the way we can, we'll beat any team on any day. What's the expectation going into that Senior Cup final? Will it be a big crowd? Will there be kind of a good atmosphere? It's two or three days before Christmas. It's going to be a cold one anyway. Yeah, look, it's the first time they're playing uh, the Connacht Cup in a neutral venue in the sports grounds in Galway. It's usually the highest ranked league team that gets the home cup final. So it'd be it's a new system this year with the neutral venue. So we just have to go down there and give it our best shot. I know at Connacht you're well used to playing in the sports grounds, but it does it not add that extra bit of feeling to it that you're going to be playing in, I suppose, the home ground of the, the provincial side? Yeah, look, I've never played there with a club team in the sports ground, so that'll be a brand new experience for me, and I'll be looking forward to it. Well, listen, hard luck at the weekend. I know it was a heartbreaking end to the game, particularly because it's the exact same way the game went at the end of last season, in terms of a last-minute try for Black Rock when you were down a player or two in the sin bin. Best of luck in the AIL games to come and, of course, that Connacht Senior Cup final as well. No bother. Thank you very much. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. A very quiet week on the sporting front as December tends to be around the county. We'll be talking rugby and soccer as the seasons progress through the next month or so. Next week, we will be taking a look at the convention that's happening the week after for Leitrim GAA. We'll also be taking a look around at some of the changes at various GAA club AGMs 
over the first half of this month. Other than that, it's been a good week. Thank you for listening in and thank you to my guests, to Lizzie, Dominic, Matthew and the lads from Carrick Town for popping into me. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then.